0: Molo Ram, prepare to meet Kali in the greatest movie of all time. Today on the podcast, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom
1: the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie. Come on and hear me out. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie.
0: Welcome, everyone, to The Greatest Movie of All Time, the podcast in which I, your co-host, the man of a thousand holes, Rick Barrasso, and I, the Big Deck Boeskin. Hello, decks, indeed. We're going to watch every single movie ever made, and we're going to help decide which is the greatest of them all. How are you doing today, Derek?
1: Doing pretty good, man. I feel like I'm still, I'm still on the adrenaline
0: from our last week's episode. Yes, yes, that was a great one. Godfather Part 2, great movie, great episode. Listen to that one or any of our library on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever app you use, we are likely there. Pandora, we're there. Subscribe and review if you can. It is going to be super helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed it or you want to talk to us or anything we want you to cover or you want us to cover, I should say, let us know. We are on social media. We are the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast on Facebook, at Great Movie Cast on the Twitter machine. We are at Rick and Rec on Instagram for some sweet pics. And you can always email us at greatest movie pod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and as our old friend from back in the day guy we grew up with came up in the same block bruce wayne would say tell your friends about us and i will cut in real quick
1: and just say for those of you who are confused as to why i am the big deck bosky you may have missed it on an episode because it'll be a lot of episodes that's true you may may have lost it in the shuffle i am wrecked I am wreck, but I mistakenly said deck one day and I am now the big deck bosky, according to Rick. So just, just for your all, you know, you just, just, just for your, you know, your, your brains, your special little brains.
0: (laughs) Now this is part two of our sequel month, which we're doing for the month of May here and check out our episode on Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is one of our, one of our hidden gem episodes. Uh, weirdly not uh, not one of our most listened to episodes so check that one out that's a super fun episode we're gonna have fun today because we are revisiting our good friend indiana jones as he explores the temple of doom now indiana jones and the temple of doom is a 1984 action adventure movie it's got harrison ford as indiana jones kate capshaw as willie scott and Kay hua kwan as short round it has a 7.5 on the internet movie database and 84% on rotten tomatoes and a 57 on metacritic. Thank you metacritic. I mean it's it's not like an, an entity it's many entities that are put together. I hate um, metacritic. But it hates you back. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: metacritic, me, Metacritic's
1: like, well, if we had to rank you Derek, you'd be a 36.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if that <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so it made 300 yeah don't cry so fucking much for this movie because it made 331 333.1 million dollars on a budget of 28.2 million. Roger Ebert, four out of four stars Vincent canby, New York Times 4.4 out of 4.5 out of five. both said it uh, closely matched the serials that it was aiming to imitate. Patrick Gibbs from the Daily Telegraph didn't like it as much, said it was incoherent. And Derek, what are your early memories of seeing this, uh, of seeing Temple of Doom here? This is
1: one of the earliest movies I remember seeing. I saw this very early. And every time it was on TV, I'd watch the full thing uh, with with my parents. Uh, loved it. Loved it as a kid. This was probably my favorite Indiana Jones movie as a child. Being, being a fairly, uh, you know, I was into... I would say darker themes as a child, and that seemed to have grown up in my adult years, and now I'm really into dark themes, and uh, yeah, I just remember loving it. I remember just feeling, it's very nostalgic to me to watch nowadays, and I still get something out of it. Uh, Gier and I watched it this weekend, and we had a ball watching it. Well, I will say this, I watched it, I watched it a few nights ago. And then the next day, she's like, want to watch a movie? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, did you already watch Temple of Doom? I'm like, I did. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, I'll watch it again right now. And I did. And I still enjoyed it, just like I did the night before. So uh, I'm a big fan of this film.
0: Yeah. I mean, as as a kid, I definitely, I think just the title, honestly, jumped out at me so much. as like a little boy. Just be like, the Temple of Doom. I'm like, I want to see this shit. <laughs> uh, bring it on. Temple of Doom. What What is the Doom? Uh, and it's it's got a lot of fun stuff in there. I I mean, similar to my experiences with seeing Raiders for the for the first time, I probably caught bits and pieces of it on TV first, and then later on went back and watched the whole thing. Really liked as a kid. As I've gotten older, some of the cracks became a little bit more apparent. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that as we go on in the episode. That being said, perhaps some of you have not watched this movie. Perhaps. You've avoided it. Perhaps the doom has scared you off. So we're going to do you a favor. We're going to throw 30 seconds on Derek's Spotify, and we are going to let you know what happens in this movie. Derek, what song have you chosen for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? I've chosen Getting Better by The Beatles. Okay. You have to admit, this is one of three legitimate Indiana Jones movies so far. Absolutely. All All right. Three. Two, one, go. After a job in Hong Kong goes bad, Indiana Jones, along with singer Willie Scott and Ward, short round, find themselves in India, being drafted into rescuing a Sankara stone and a group of child slaves from Molo Ram and a thuggy cult. Despite being briefly mind-controlled, Indy saves the stone, frees the children, and gets the extremely irritating girl. 23 seconds. Nice job. Alright, so what to like about this movie? Some fun stuff in this movie. Some not-so-fun stuff in this movie, but we'll get to it. And let's talk, let's open positive. Let's stay positive at first. What's your number three favorite scene? As we do every week, we go through our top three favorite <laughs> scenes in the movie. Derek, what's your number three scene? So, my number three
1: would have to go to the transformation from baby face Indiana Jones to heel Indiana Jones. And uh, Indiana Jones is forced to drink some, like, blood from Kali and he turns into a bad guy and he's like thrown onto this like he gets cement- him a microphone he says
0: you fans never supported me and you yeah he- stick it brother
1: indiana jones does a-, does a pipe bomb he he's on this like stone block with all these this room full of candles And uh, he's making all these noises and he's cringing and he's going through this transformation and he sits up and he does this weird smile and you're like, oh man, Andy's a bad guy. Uh, And then it goes to uh, Willie being uh, dropped down to the pit of fire and the only way he's going to get out of this is if he gets burnt with fire from Short Round and go back to being a babyface again. All it takes is fire, people. It's all it takes to become a babyface again. WWE superstars, beware.
0: Babyface fire.
1: Exactly, uh, but I loved this. I loved seeing in in no other Indiana Jones movie do you see Indiana Jones going from good guy to bad guy. And uh, Harrison Ford has a great acting job here. I believe him. Uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of fun.
0: That's my number three. Yeah, fun fun scene there. My number three scene is the opening of the movie <laughs> with uh, Indy in the in the white suit, and it just turns into kind of a farce, kind of physical comedy where you know, Indy's trying to get a an antidote. He's been poisoned. He's been—he's trying to get a diamond, and you know it's Willie is yeah has the opening number with the anything goes, and trying to find this diamond crawling on the floor. It's just—it's super funny. Then you have the chase, you know, do short round, and Dan Aykroyd's there for a second, and it's they're in Club Obi Wan, which is which is funny to me. And, they never—they never, never mention that though. They just yeah, you can see you see the sign, yeah, uh, and then just I I love that like last little gag where he like better luck next time um lao Shea. yeah better luck next time lao Shea. and they close the door and it's like lao Shea airlines or whatever uh air a- 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 freight no. air and freight and they're just like ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's that always gets a laugh out of me but what is your number two scene that is my number two okay. scene i the first 20 minutes of the
1: movie i made sure i checked and Wow, what a beginning to a movie. I will say this later on. Y'all mentioned this a bunch of times. This is so action-packed, this movie. This is the most action-packed in the Jones movie by far. This, everything is just happening very, very fast. I love the sit-down with these characters, Lao Shea and his sons. Everything's going back and forth. The diamond, give me, give me the uh, you know, the ashes of the whatever from whatever dynasty, all this back and forth stuff. Everyone gets introduced. It starts off with like a, a music number. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: and uh, but then the balloons are falling. Everyone's killing each other. Everyone's with swords, and knives flying. They jump out the window into Short Round's car. They're driving away. They're being chased. Then it gets into the airplane. They have to skydive into the water. They go. They fall into the water. It, it's everything in the first twenty minutes is like I need to breathe. But it's 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 not just action, just for action's sake. Everything has a purpose. It gets indeed to the next part, which is India. But the first twenty minutes of this movie, in my opinion, has to go down as like one of the one of the best beginnings of all time in a movie. It's just so much fun. I mean, it's, no, it's
0: it's no Raiders of the Lost Ark beginning, but uh, it's uh, it's good. It's good. It's, I would it's say it's scene. more. It's it's it's
1: definitely more action packed than, than Raiders, but uh, I, I'm not going to go ahead and say it's better. But it's it's definitely in the conversation, in my opinion.
0: I mean, it's no Last Crusade opening, but it's still very good. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so my number two is the scene on the bridge. Where Indy, uh, I mean, this is exactly what I want from Indiana Jones. He is both outsmarting and outfighting the villains, and like, just like punching people in the face that sounds like a gunshot. <laughs> uh, like when it, can we do? Can we just when when Willie slaps
1: Indiana Jones after he can, it's like <laughs> it's yeah. like the noise is <laughs> like, like a, it sounds like it's like a sledgehammer hitting wet leather. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Ivan Drago punching Rocky in the face. Exactly. And, like, this scene has motherfuckers being eaten by crocodiles. So, (laughs) like, count me in on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Molo Ram just gets torn apart by crocs. It's uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. count, Count me the fuck in on this one so number one scene what do you get Derek uh my number one is basically the same
1: although I went with um the fight with the large henchman all the way up to the end of the bridge scene it's just it's just so action-packed Indiana Jones has to fight this very large henchman who you might recall was in Raiders of the Lost Ark as another henchman but Indy fights this guy he gets <laughs> crushed in this like rock crusher thing and it's very violent and then uh they jump in this cart and they have to go through this big cart maze thing. And it's such a cool scene. It's so fun to watch. Um, After that, the water is being, the place is being flooded. They have to get out and then they get on the bridge and Indiana Jones defeats Ram, the villain of the movie. And also uh, you can tell George Lucas had something to do with this movie because uh, there's no arrow that hits Indy once. I was like, all right, I, I guess this is what you want to do. You know? Not even let one arrow hit his leg or something. But I just think the whole... And I will mention, this is the only Indiana Jones movie where Indiana Jones directly kills the main villain. Uh, so props there for Indy, battling it out. And uh, that's my number one scene. I guess you can call that it's a very, very long run-on scene, but it's uh, action-packed yeah.
0: and... Yeah, Yeah, no, very, very fun, very fun there. My number one scene is the introduction of Mola Ram. And yeah, I mean, comes about halfway through the movie villain doesn't show up for quite a while, but the second you see him, it's like, Holy shit. What yep. a look this guy has. <laughs> he looks like the most threatening human being to ever exist. He's chanting in a, a language that most of the audience will not know. And he um, rips a guy's heart from his chest. Like, talk about establishing a villain right
1: away for no reason too. i mean there's not really a reason for that the guy's gonna die anyway yeah, so like he doesn't he, does, he, 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 yeah. he,
0: he doesn't do it to Willie, you know that's true what yeah I, I don't know why he's just he he's just like i i, I, I told this you, guy well, well, in well,
1: particular well, while we were out. while we were watching gia was like why did he just do that and i was like well he's a showman Look at the crowd he's got. He's got. To, he's got to be entertaining. That, that was his hand.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This this scene is also pretty much responsible for creating PG thirteen. Yes. Because this movie is rated PG, because <laughs> Spielberg was not going to allow it to be rated R. Like the MPA was not going to pick that fight, despite the fact that like people's hearts are being ripped out, and parents were like, maybe this should be. Something in between here. And children
1: getting whipped. This is not yeah, a
0: PG movie. It's absolutely not. PG has changed <laughs> since since 1984. Yeah, it's a fucking terrifying scene. Yeah, Re- really. So, those are our favorite parts of the movie. And there's a lot to like about this. I very much enjoy this movie. I had a fun time watching it. But there are some parts of this movie, some aspects of this movie that don't necessarily work looking at it through 2021 eyes we'll get to mine but derek what's uh what are your least favorite parts of the movie
1: well you say parts i only really have one part i like the i probably I, I could tell right away that i like this movie a hell of a lot more than you do i will say that the i think you know i i get to maybe two parts i'll mention the first part is and this is my second so this is not my number one this is my number two short round being able to fight off all the fuggy soldiers it just it's so frequent it's so, i know he's like he he's got kung fu and stuff he's a little kid he's beating up all these guys and it just seems to me like all right maybe, maybe not but my big one was uh willie and the fire pit inaccuracies and this scene was very odd because the timing as opposed to when the first guy gets dropped into the pit is very different. So let's put, so we see the first guy being dropped into the pit. Number one, they're in this metal cage. When you're near something hot, your skin's going to boil off. Bottom line, that's just obvious. And that doesn't happen to this guy or it doesn't happen to, to, to Willie. And he gets dropped in pretty fast and he pretty much disintegrates when he's like kind of near the pit. And uh, when Willie's dropped down, She is near the bottom of the pit very often and she's absolutely fine. Doesn't get burnt to smithereens and also the inaccuracy. She's being dropped down. She's going pretty fast. And then you go back up to Indiana Jones fighting some of the thuggy guys. And it's like, okay, she should be dead by now, but no, she's not. And he's, then 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 it stops because somebody hits the wheel it's just very in, it's a very inaccurate scene but it's still a lot of fun and I, I give props to where it's where it's due but i think that scene for me was like all, all right could've, they could have they could have made it a little bit more realistic and you know in some way but let's it. yeah
0: yeah definitely some some continuity issues there uh, probably should have been should have been caught but you know that that sort of stuff i can forgive if if we get you know magical people ripping people's hearts out and stuff like that my issues with the movie So, first of all, and I know it's been talked about to death, Willie Scott is so annoying. Like, what, other than just being the only woman in the movie, basically, of, like, age with, with Indiana Jones, what does Indy possibly see in her? She is the worst. She complains constantly. She's... Super annoying. She sucks. She's the worst. Very superficial. Yeah. Super superficial, like, is rude to her hosts uh, consistently. But she's bad. But my bigger issue here in this movie is there's a lot of weird racial politics. Right? There's a lot of weird racial stuff in here. And it portrays India as just a totally backwoods like country with no civilization. Short round when they step on bugs is like is that fortune cookie? And like a a terrible accent like what? First of all, like that's that's what 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 the fuck? Why is he asking about fortune cookies? It makes no sense. It's like very troubling. And then you have the stuff where it's like the this mystical culture right? And it's like it's it's kind of like accidentally racist in the i don't think it was meant to be i think they were trying to go for like you know a serial from the 30s you know when when it takes place and i I get what they were going for but they were like there's a scene where the maharaja has like a voodoo doll right Mm. yeah voodoo dolls are not indian that's i I, was creole i'm okay with that it's fun they're totally different cultures. It's like, fine. That, I, that does not
1: bother me. I, I, I actually liked that it was included because it was like, they, because they, if you read about it, they mixed Mola Ram with a lot of different things. They added some, they added some like Eastern European things in his character. They added some, uh, some voodoo involved. He was a mixture of all this like mysticism. And that, I was fine with that. I never saw this as a racial thing. Well, there's
0: also, it's not even Mola Ram. It's not even necessarily Mola Ram. Right, so, right, right. But like, the, when they're in the, the palace, and it's like it's like all right, well, they, these Indian people they just eat weird, gross foods. <laughs> and it's like okay, I mean that's not really what they they eat there. Like that's they don't eat snakes with live snakes. Wait, I'll tell you one thing, and this is something me and Gia noticed. And again, I've seen this a million times.
1: But we were like, how come further down the table there's a lot of gross food, but then like when it comes to Indy and Chatterlal Lal and. Captain Blumberg. They're, like, eating regular food, it seems like. Yeah, they're eating, you... like,
0: rice and curry.
1: Like, it's, it's as, it, as the table goes down, it just gets
0: worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But, but like, that's, that's the thing of this movie, is just, like, it's it, it, the tone is very uneven at times as well, because you have this, like, very serious scene where Indy's having a serious conversation, and you have fucking Willie and Short Round being like, oh, gross food, what? What? <laughs> it's like what it's, the fuck am i watching here like pick a lane movie and so i i think i like that a lot because i
1: think that yeah willie is really really like she's she's awful but i feel like she's balanced by the amazingness of indiana jones and i think short round i think balances her out a little bit because yeah he can be annoying at times for a lot of people but i felt like he was a great sidekick and he literally is the one who like controls the movie if if, if indy doesn't have short round indy doesn't survive <laughs> at all, yeah. or or just or just an evil guy in the Temple of Doom forever, and uh, I think that it's balanced in a lot of ways. And the fortune cookie line never really bothered me. I think it was just supposed to be like, you know, slap your hand down to your knee, stupid, funny, like. You know what I mean like I, yeah, I, I
0: but stupid stupid funny in in the the early 80s doesn't translate to stupid funny in 2021 and that's yeah, all same Yeah but but okay so if if I like I'm say saying, like I'm not, say, I'm not sitting here and saying Spielberg's a racist or like anything like that
1: I don't even that's, think it's a racist line I mean if somebody was like hey if I'm if I'm walking through something uh you know and I'm like ooh it's it smells like meatballs is that going to be
0: uh, racial because I'm Italian and I mentioned meatballs? But if you but if if you had like a big fake mustache in a movie and was like, "Oh, it the smells are like a meet the balls." That would be a pretty racist. I I I mean, is that racist? It smells it, are like my mama's meet a meet the balls.
1: But I'm Italian and I'm portraying an Italian. Yeah, but it's, you yeah, it's, 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 it's it's I would say it's, but, more, char- but, it's
0: more it's more char- first character. First of all, like he's st- from He's fed up he's, racism. Sure, but he's fucking he's not he's from fucking Hong Kong, which is an entirely different society, like entirely different culture, and fortune cookies are an American thing. They don't have fucking fortune cookies in China. But like it's I'll, I'll give Hong you Kong that, it, for that <laughs> I'll give you that it's, it's pretty lame, but I I don't know if it's like 100% racist. I don't think it's I don't think it's malicious. I I really don't. But I think it just doesn't play as well. I think it doesn't doesn't work it just it it doesn't but anyway oh and and also there's just the whole like white savior like indy is the really the only like indian willie are the only white characters in the whole movie you know other than dan Aykroyd, i guess who's in it for like a second and he's just like yeah i'm just gonna come save the indian people who can't save themselves which whatever it's indiana jones but like you know in the but but it's, it's indian on indian crime Sure. But like You know what I mean? Like, And, 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 and to be fair, in,
1: Short Round is the one who basically saves the day. And he's the one who who helps Indiana Jones through every single scenario he's in. And I feel like, you know,
0: Indiana Jones might just be there again just to be there, like in Raiders in a lot of ways. Sure. I just think I think there are just some cracks in this movie. But like I said, I, I do like the movie. I do like it. I, I do understand it's a product of its time. And yeah, that's there's some things you gotta look past. So let's go to metals. All right, we've talked about what we like, talked about what we don't like. Let's talk about who made the movie the best, who benefited from it the most. We do that with bronze, silver, and gold medal. Derek, who is your bronze medal winner? Mr. John Fucking
1: Williams. He is fantastic in this movie. I'm actually mad I didn't give him a higher grade, a higher ranking. John Williams proves, in this movie alone, in my opinion, that he's not just the guy who can create this epic hero music. He creates some of the scariest, creepy music I've ever heard in my life. He created all that chanting in the temple. The, you know, the da-da, 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 da-da. It's like... As a kid, I was like, I'm not sleeping tonight, but I still love this movie. The 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 just the just the music alone in this movie is so unbelievable. And he has that he has themes for different things, right? He has the Indiana Jones theme. He has like the temple theme, uh, theme He has the he has the slaves theme, the like it's so good. John Williams is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate composer. Um, if you were following my Facebook post this week, you would have seen that I give high praise to John Williams. And I said that he was the greatest movie composer of all time. In my opinion, uh, he gets my bronze, any movie that he's a part of, he just makes it better. Bottom line.
0: Yeah. Might as well keep it rolling. Cause I have John Williams, my bronze as well. I mean, just ditto. He's again, like you, you can take any like John Williams score and just play it it's just incredible Mm -hmm. and yeah it's he's it's so good he gets an oscar nomination for this yeah which is it's just i mean well deserved yeah yeah get like just just great uh who do you have as your silver medal winner My silver goes to Mr. Steven Spielberg.
1: He gave no fucks when making this movie. He was like, I am not making Raiders of the Lost Ark this time around. I am going completely another direction. This is a dark movie. No matter how you look at it, this is a really dark movie. I know afterwards he said, it's my least favorite because of of the themes and it was dark. The only good thing about it is I met my wife on it. K capture whatever, whatever, stevie Give yourself some credit here. You did some incredible things. You and Lucas, your minds together. The, the 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 bugs, the bug scene, the eating, the things at the table. So fun and scary at the same time. How evil Molaram uh, Molaram was. The characterizations, the script. I thought was really really well made. I mean, it's 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 comedic and fun and serious at the same time. You go from laughing laughing your butt off at a few lines to like watching the screen like how is this happening right now how are they getting away with this on screen right now uh, everything he does in this is just like it's just very very dark and i liked seeing indiana jones do that because he does a lot of things that are dark throughout the movies but it's usually semi-lighthearted and he's going after like an artifact this time he's going after this like these fictitious shakira stones shankara Shankara stones shakira 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 stones he starts chanting at them and they start (laughs) gyrating their stomachs yes um and uh, he makes it work he makes it all work in my opinion and i i love steven spielberg specifically for the indiana jones movies you know and i think this one he was just like i'm not doing raiders and then after temple he was like Going Maybe back to Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think he just gave no fucks and he was like, I'm going to go crazy here. And he succeeded in my opinion. So that's that's, that's my number two.
0: Yeah, Silver is uh, Spielberg for me as well. He gets to go in his childhood sandbox again. He gets to pay tribute to the serials he loved when he was a kid. And, you know, of course, as with any Spielberg action movie or thriller or anything like that, the action in it is so much fun you had talked about it, you know, and we both talked about it in our scenes with the, the cart chase and the, the bridge scene and, you know, the, the chase through the, through Hong Kong. And like, it, it's, yeah, it, it's when he loosens up, it's a lot of fun. And when he goes dark, you know, he can do dark and he, he really does it well here. So Spielberg, I mean, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to have any Spielberg movie and not, consider spielberg at least for for one of these medals because he's you know he puts the uh puts his stamp on so much so- and
1: i will even say before that even another another honorable mention scene that i loved the shots he got was um when indiana jones um is looking at like this weird like evil statue like a little bit uh outside of pinko palace and there's like f- there's a whole bunch of fingers in it human fingers and the uh their guide the indian guides that are with them with the elephants they run away because they're scared and it's a very odd scene and then in the background you see like a million bats it's just really really fine camera work and like a lot of fun and the way he he the way spielberg can bring you tension um as to what's going to happen like what is going to happen in this palace just he, based off of the statues that he's seeing with these fingers
0: yeah he really did lean on those bats a lot though He was like all right <laughs> we're, we're trekking through the jungle let's do another shot of the bats Yeah. we see the sign another shot of the bats willie's screaming at something let's get those bats uh spielberg great great so gold i think i know who it's gonna be clearly it's kate capshaw for both i'm glad you said that it's true but let's pretend kate capshaw is not in this i mean she in a way you could make the case where she met her husband and it was fucking steven spielberg so i mean yeah good bonus points for that i guess but gold medal who is no there? you you I mean you could also argue that Kate Capshaw had a fucking giant centipede crawl up her back
1: into her hair and that's uh I wouldn't do that she was there for it but you know what I mean she was I know she was like half comatose during that scene uh, from what I saw in the documentary <laughs> I know they gave her a lot of meds during that but yeah of course Harrison Ford how can you not yeah. um he's he's the uh he, he's one of those uh, we talked about this back in Raiders but he's one of those characters and one of those actors you you can't replace him in this you can't no. do it. You, you just can't. There is nobody who has that like Harrison does. Um, he's so he's he's just that. I, I, I can't put it into words. He's just um, he's that guy. who's just like so suave, and he does everything with flair. And uh, he's funny, and he's he's great, and he's uh, he survives. That's one thing I guess. Indian Jones survives this movie. Yeah, and I don't really know how sometimes he survived this movie but he's uh, he's a total badass in this. And can we just talk about it right now Rick as straight white males? You know what? This is going to be the first thing I'm going to
0: say. Is Harrison this, Ford is, is this the ripped. most handsome is this the most handsome I think he's better looking in this than he is Raiders. Is this the most <laughs> handsome guy that we've had in any of our episodes?
1: I was sitting with my wife, my arm around her, we're watching this, we're cuddling watching Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones kisses Willie and right right after the uh, the fruit scene and uh, i said gee i'm not going to lie harrison ford is the better looking of these two for me <laughs> and she says i absolutely agree 100% uh,
0: so yeah absolutely number 1 that that's mine for sure i'm going through it and i would say all right here here are the here are the candidates i th- my opinion this for most attractive men that we've had in our movies all right other other than Indy. and i'm i'm taking Indy in temple of doom over indian raiders all right Dr. Ian Malcolm from our first episode, of Jurassic Park. Check that one out. I don't know. I think I think I think, I think Harrison Ford's over Malcolm a little bit. Aragorn.
1: I got to go with Harrison again. Aragorn. Aragorn. All, all he really has going for him is that he's very rugged. That's true. He's, but I mean, talk about rugged. Harrison Indiana Ford. Though, he.
0: But he has he has the face too. He has the face. Take, he has the. Take you your know? pick. Take your pick of who's the most handsome of the Avengers. I mean, probably Captain America. I guess. He's the most clean-cut looking, though. Well, I guess in most of them, I would say. I don't know. It's tough. Han Solo. And that's it. It's two Harrison Fords. <laughs> it's it's two Harrison Fords, <laughs> Captain America, and Dr. Ian Malcolm. Or the,
1: Wait, can the, can, can I just say, if Indiana Jones was in the Avengers, they'd be a lot better. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> quite the... I mean, he'd be mostly being saved by people because like doesn't have a special power, but... I mean, come on. And also I also another thing about this movie is that there there are a lot of mistakes in this movie that we can probably bring up, but like one of them is like he's trying to get away and, and get into the cart. And uh, he uses his whip to do that, to jump into the cart, and then later on he has his whip. And he I'm like, I don't know how that was possible.
0: That makes no sense. I think short round grabbed it. I but like I was I was just watching this, I was like, Short round just keeps going back and grabbing his whip. Like whenever okay. he, whenever he leaves it. Because I think I think he like was the in, the in the cart at the this point oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah at this point
1: like he was in the cart with willie and he jones is is riding somewhere i don't know what the whip's even attached to and he just fall jumps into the cart and i'm like all right and then he later on his whip i was like all right whatever it's kind of like his hat always coming back to him too
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah no i mean yeah, harrison ford obviously gold for me as well like he's he's really like when willie and short round are off doing their wacky bullshit he's like holding the movie together and he's just like i'm just like show more of him i just want this to be more straightforward right you know handsome man great in the movie and and, and rick i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna lie
1: here i I think if i recall correctly and 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 i might not be but i think harrison ford might be the only actor so far that have gotten uh the championship belt twice from both of us
0: Because he definitely got back and and and, and
1: you know what? Just just because I I, I, how in love I am with our project and our podcast and how much I care about the fans, I am going to go back and find out and put together some information as to who got
0: our number ones the most. I think I think probably he's we've talked about him more than any other actor just because he's and we like have other we have more Harrison Ford coming up (laughs) as well. He's definitely a three time champion because we definitely picked him for Star Wars as number one. You picked him for Star Wars. I believe I picked Lucas for Star Wars. Oh, okay. Michael. So, well, he... Okay, he, got but my, he bronze or silver. He, met he was he was your gold for Raiders. Yeah. So, he was... Okay, so Harrison Ford's been my gold three times and twice for you. Two times. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I wonder if Spielberg... Well, you know what? We haven't announced it yet, but we get more, more Ford and we get more Spielberg coming up over the next couple of months. So, yes, we do. Uh, yes, we do. So, stay with us there. So... Those are our medals. Those are who did the best in the movie, in our opinions. Let's get to recasting. I have one. and it's more of—I'll I'll just say it here. This is a better movie if there's no Willie Scott. It's a it, technically this is a prequel, so make it a sequel and just have Marion instead. Eh, I don't agree. Just have Marion be there. You need someone to be. You need someone in this movie to be the one who screws everything up. It, it would need. I don't need shit. Yeah, but it would be too, would be too unbalanced. You need—I like the balance they had in this movie. The, well, the problem is the balances are so fucking
1: extreme. Like, well, I mean, the bug—the bug scene wouldn't have worked if—if if she was there and not
0: Willie. You know what I mean? Because you need someone to be well, scared you don't of this need, stuff. Sh- honestly, I don't need that. I—I I don't need it at all. I think the back and forth between Marion and Indy, which was so great in Raiders, and the chemistry between Karen Allen and, and Harrison Ford was so much better than Harrison Ford and Kate Capshaw. Like it it just you can anything that that Willie Scott adds to the plot, we can do something different and better with Marion. Can and I just say two things to you? Yeah. In the novelization of
1: this movie. Apparently, Willie Scott goes back to Missouri after this and becomes a very strong-willed woman because of her uh, adventure. She changes completely, and I was like, "That's hilarious!" Great. But I, I, want, Great. I want i want want—I I want—I'm I'm, only—I'm only mentioning this to you as a, a bridge to what I really wanted to tell you. And in the novelization, Molaram falls to his falls basically falls down and lands on like the ground, like the landscape next to the water, and then gets eaten by crocodiles. <laughs> So his head, his head gets crushed against the wall on his way down twice. Lands, his body is like oh, and then crocodiles come up on the land and rip his body apart.
0: I think he's dead. I don't think great, he made it. Great death. Um, great death. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's also that scene in the uh, the the fourth movie with the character of Indiana Jones in it, which I will not call it an Indiana Jones movie, where. But who knows, it could be the greatest movie of all time. We're going to talk about every single movie ever made. So Crystal Skull will come up eventually. Can't wait. But uh, there's that line where it's like, oh, this is my Harrison Ford uh, impression today. I married some hotshot director. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yeah, can't wait to cover that movie. So do you have any recasting, by the way? i do okay and i did not cast indiana
1: jones because harrison ford is forever indiana jones i don't yep. what anyone says um okay i casted three i casted willie and by the way i wrote winnie down for every time i wrote her name down I wrote winnie instead of willie for some reason right. uh i don't know why willie willie scott Mola ram and chatter okay uh, for Chad Alal, I went with Stanley Tucci. Uh, I thought nowadays it'd be kind of fun to see him in that kind of role. I feel like you could you could do like an Alan Cumming, Stanley Tucci sort of actor for a Chad Alal. Um I kind of wish we had more of a decisive ending for him because uh, he just kind of stumbles around hurt after Indiana Jones punches his lights out. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, ow, and then he's gone. And I'm like, okay, I kind of wish we saw more of him. Willie Scott, I went with Margot Robbie. She's beautiful. I think she'd play the ditzy really, really well. Um, she'd be better. <laughs> Should be better. I mean, I think, uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mola Ram, I have four that that I'm considering okay. Okay. and I don't, and I don't let's know which one.
0: Let's throw it out multiple choice. What do we, uh, okay. Do multiple choice. We have A,
1: Peter Stormare. Okay. B, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. C, Lee Pace. Yep. D, Mads
0: Mickelson. I'm going Benicio. Gombenicio. Gombenicio. Because he'd just be so like out of his mind in this role. <laughs> he right.
1: So- I thought Peter Stormare might be the, the strongest choice because he plays Satan so well in uh Constantine. <laughs> And he has that crazy face where he can go wild. He's also in Seinfeld. Um, Lee Pace plays Thranduil in the Hobbit movies, and he's got a very—he's uh, also the villain in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then Mads Mikkelsen plays Hannibal Lecter in the show version of Hannibal. Um, they're all really strong. I feel like uh, they could be very strong uh, actors. I also thought of uh, Javier Bardem as well. Yeah, I could see it. Um, but uh, the, I will say my favorite line in the entire movie, Rick, of Temple of Doom. Can you guess what that line is?
0: We're not sinking. We're crashing.
1: No, it uh, is when it is when it is when Indiana Jones is tied up. He's about to get whipped and he's. I'm
0: sorry. Let me guess one more. Is it please be gentle with me? No, <laughs> and it's not high either. It's when uh, Molo Ram
1: is, uh, Jim Jones basically says, I, 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 he's like, wow, what a vivid imagination. And Molo Ram says, you don't believe me? And he goes, would you will, Dr. Jones, you will be a true believer. The way he says believer is amazing. And I was basing, I said to Jay, I said, which actor can say that word believer better than, any, better than this actor? That's that's where I'm that's what I'm going for.
0: You know what else bothers me about Willie, just getting back to that? It's, <laughs> it's, it's whenever the 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 prospect of diamonds gets brought up, she's like diamonds <laughs> even if like her life is in danger. She's, she's so like, superficial. She's yeah. like Yeah. Uh, so Twitter follow of the week. Let's follow the Indiana Jones Picture Gallery. Okay. Which is at barnett college barnett underscore college where's barnett is that in mass i think that's just uh i think think, it was one point in my life where i just thought every college was in massachusetts no it's in it's it's just the college that it's the i believe fictional college that nina jones works at i don't think it's a real place oh yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah so it's at barnett college under barnett underscore college and they have uh some fun indie pictures that they post some fun indie images so let's uh, let's follow them follow them if yeah uh, you know, if you're interested in that so thing that this movie does better than any other movie so i'll go first i have one i think this is the best indiana jones villain of them all that's very good yeah i th- like i mean belloc Good villain, not like this. Tote, fun villain, not like this. Fucking Grandmaster <laughs> Pysel, he's fine. You know, uh, the things to know about kings, things to know about archaeologists, <laughs> yeah. the thing you have to understand about Nazis. Kate uh, <laughs> Blanchett is like. Natasha from uh from Boris from uh Forrest and Natasha of Brock right. and Bullwinkle. Uh, yep. Not not so much. yeah we get archaeologist and moose and squirrel. Um, <laughs> no, not not so much there. Um, but yeah, I think Molaram definitely the best Indiana Jones villain. But we'll see part five, what's uh what's gonna come up with that. What do you have? Spe- speaking of uh Mads Mickelson, the reason why I didn't pick him, he is the villain in the next Indiana Jones movie. He is. He is cast as the villain or cast in a role, probably the villain, in the next Oh man, that is so
1: awesome. I'm so glad they're being smart. Okay, excellent. I have three things. Three things that this this movie does better. Better than any other movie. All right. Number one, number one, best child sidekick. Okay. Number two. Might be the most fast-paced action adventure movie ever made.
0: This movie is almost all action. We are gonna have to do uh, Mad Max: Fury Road <laughs> to talk about fast-paced. Uh, all right. That's... And lastly, this movie
1: does fruit on a plate better than anything I've ever seen. When I see that fruit, I am so best excited fruit. to see fruits. After all the, after all the, the the shit they have to eat, the fucking hissing beetles, the 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 uh, the snakes coming out of a snake. <laughs> or Willie's best line. Willie's best that's line, the line in the whole mo- Willie's best line in the whole movie. The guy's like, "Snake surprise!" and she goes. What's the surprise? <laughs> it is
0: more snakes. Um, uh,
1: but yeah, that plate yeah, of fruit looks delicious. Monkey brains. Yeah. Well, the, me and G are thinking about making those. You know what? I'm going to make those for your birthday.
0: Fruit or monkey brains?
1: I'm making you a monkey brains
0: dessert for your birthday. Well, monkey brains, well, a delicacy in Sri Lanka are not often found <laughs> in Washington, yeah. D.C. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, Oscars. So it does have one win, and it is for Best Visual Effects, and it is uh, nominated for Best Score. I, we're going to actually talk about the visual effects category in another episode we have coming up soon. <clears throat> but let's talk about the major categories. And this is a year at the Oscars where I think they really didn't go with populist movies. I think they went with more oscary movies. All right. So, let's go through the major categories. Winner is Amadeus. Then this this is uh, the Oscars that took place in 1985 for movies released in 84. Best picture is Amadeus. Other nominees, The Killing Fields, a passage to india places in the heart and a soldier's story so i have seen amadeus i'm familiar with killing fields the other 3 i'm not super familiar with but looking at looking at the descriptions of them they are very like uh, oscar Beatty movies I mean, I would like to fit Temple in there, but I understand people would be like, "Are you serious?" It's a weird. It. I think if there's gonna be if there's gonna be a huge hit from 1984 that is gonna be nominated for best picture, and while I I really like this movie, it's gotta be Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters came out the same year. Uh, I like it. I just don't think it's Oscar worthy personally. No, it's fun. Get- We'll get we'll get to that. I mean, if you're going to pick like a big populist hit, that'd probably be it for me. But we might be uh, might be coming up on a Ghostbusters episode relatively soon. Stay tuned. So Best Director is uh, won by Milos Forman for Amadeus. Woody Allen is nominated for Broadway. Danny Rose, our old acquaintance, Woody Allen. Roland Joff, uh, Joffy, I think, for the killing fields, David Lean for a passage to India, and Robert Benton for places in the heart. I'm just gonna go ahead and kick Robert Benton right on out of there. Sorry, Bob Spielberg. Yeah, it's it's Spielberg it's you get it you have to appreciate the action you have to appreciate the set pieces on some level and you know this is a very the details in this are great too you know i mean the things you most remember about this movie
1: are hearts being ripped out you remember crocodiles you remember bugs you remember eating snakes
0: (laughs) indeed yes we all remember eating snakes
1: and licking licking the guts
0: off of hissing beetles why did it have to be snakes uh so, best actor, F. Murray Abraham wins for Amadeus as Cellieri. Jeff Bridges in Starman. Damn, he is always nominated. He's all over the place. Here's another guy who's always nominated: Albert Finney for Under the yeah. Volcano. Tom, I want to say Holce, Holce, H, H-U-L-C-E, as Amade, as as Mozart in Amadeus, and Sam Waterston in The Killing Fields. So, no. <laughs> no, you don't want to put him in, or no?
1: Oh, we're, we're talking him. I'm talking. I'm talking about uh, Amrish Peru
0: Puri for best actor. Amrish Puri, who played Mola Ram. Well, he would be supporting actor. All right, fine. Is Harrison it, Ford. Yeah, this is. So <laughs> yes, Harrison Ford yeah, belongs there. Yeah. So who who do we kick out for, I, the, for the official I, I keep, record?
1: I keep the Amadeus guys because I mean, you're playing Mozart, you're going to get some credit, and the guy yes. who won, obviously.
0: They rocked you, Amadeus. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know what, Jeff Bridges.
1: You're keep in there Brid- so much. You know, I'd say Keith I say keep Bridges in there.
0: Albert Finney, he's in there a lot. <laughs> Sam Waterston, I like as an actor. Who do we who do we knock out? Uh, let's let's dump out Finney. All right, sorry, Finney. Listen, Daddy Warbucks, just sit down. Ouch. Best actress? <laughs> no. Best supporting actor? Is there anybody? Best supporting actor? Yeah. I, th- I think Amrish Pari. I think he's so good. <laughs> Let's talk about it. It is won by... I am apologize in advance for this name because there's not a pronunciation got in Wikipedia. Hang Nyor. H a i n g, n g o r, N i o, N i o, yeah, in for the Killing Fields. Adolf Caesar in a Soldier's Story. I might just kick this guy out based on his name. I mean, he 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 <laughs> was born with that name. He <laughs> is- he didn't pick that name, <laughs> Rick. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> John Malkovich in Places in the Heart. Ralph Richardson, which is a posthumous nomination for Greystoke. The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. as, t- And how about this nomination, right? How about just take a second and breathe in the nomination for Pat Morita in The Karate Kid. All right. Mr. Miyagi. Just <laughs> get that Miyagi musk in your nose and your lungs. <laughs> Miyagi musk. How is that not a cologne? <laughs> Miyagi musk. First you wax it on, <laughs> then you wax it off. I love it. <laughs> yeah. The Miyagi musk. I mean, the the fact that Karate Kid was nominated for an Oscar. For a major Oscar is, is outrageous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In a good way. I, I, so I want more. I want more nominations like this. That's, so that's, that's, that's you're hilarious. telling me. You're telling me Mola Ram doesn't belong in this category. I mean, let's kick out fucking Adolf Caesar. I'm not going to kick <laughs> out the, the guy who was nominated for for after yeah posthumously. And the fact that your name is Adolf Caesar is upsetting to me. You're, it's bothering me in a way that I can't quite understand. And I know it's not his fault. I mean, that's probably why he wasn't cast in uh, in in Raiders or Crusade this guy that's true that's true what you else? had a great you had a great audition but your name is just not your name not, is it's not, it's not helping Adolf you. Caesar yeah that's that's tough that's where was he born I gotta look he's born in Harlem there's no excuse he's, he's American there's no excuse he's born in 1933 I, okay so maybe Adolf was not quite as bad in 33. his name was originally going to be Mussolini Caesar but they were it, like you know it, what his, his name was actually going to be Julius Hitler, but he changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Julius Hitler. Julius Hitler. Classic. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, no. Honestly, like uh, Malkovich stays in. Mister Miyagi stays in. Not going to take the winner away. I'm, you know, the Killing Fields is a uh, yeah is a has a higher um higher aim, I guess, than than Temple of Doom. Supporting actress, uh, no. So, that's the Oscars for this year, for 1985. And now, we come to the most important, the most significant, the most Dekboskisk. (laughs) Dekboskik. Dekboskik. This Deck Boskic of the of part of the episode we do it every week, where we are going to put thirty seconds on the clock. We are gonna count down as Derek, the big Deck Boski himself, tells us why Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is the greatest movie of all time. Derek, are you ready? I was born ready. Three, two.
1: One, go. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. This is the most fast-paced action movie I've ever seen personally. Uh, It's one hell of an action-adventure film. Uh, It gets some great, great scenes, some great uh, editing, some great uh, bloody scenes, heart tripped out, great bugs, all kinds of great stuff. Grab a bowl of popcorn, sit down on the couch, and just enjoy yourself. And just throw everything else out the window. Just watch this movie and enjoy it.
0: That is time. I'm not going to, I'm going to just for the show, I'm going to suggest you don't throw anything out the window. Your nothing needs to be thrown out the window. Please don't do that, but enjoy the movie. Somehow I'm going to get, I'm going to get sued for that. Like I threw my refrigerator
1: out the window. And I killed somebody. So now it's Derek. Deck told me Deck to throw Bosque. my possessions
0: out the window.
1: <laughs> What's his real name? I don't know. Deck Boski? De- <laughs> wreck?
0: His name is Rec. Wreck? So anyway, that was our episode on Temple of Doom. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't throw too much stuff at it, at, at me, if you really love this movie. If you uh, if you want to uh, write angrily to me, my name is Derek Smith.
1: Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, what do they have to write uh, write to you for? I mean, you like the movie.
0: I do like the movie. Yeah. That's, so that, 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 that's all there is. You know, you that's, didn't. That's true. You, you probably don't like it as much as Raiders of Crusade, but you definitely like it more than Skull, and that's all that that's counts. That's true. That's true. And you know what? Spielberg agrees with me. So yeah. So, that was our episode on um, not Rage of the Lost Ark, but Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. We hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we're continuing with Sequel Month. Yes. And we're going with a guest,
1: Lucas Lamont. Yep, buddy of mine. He's awesome. You will find out how awesome he is. He's uh, just a really cool guy. And uh, we are going to be
0: doing Back to the Future Part Two. That's part right. De. We got to do something about it, your kids. Uh, <laughs> so Back to the Future Part Two. After that, we welcome Joe Boynton back to the show, and we're going to be doing Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Is this a part two of a trilogy that I like more than the other ones? We'll find out. Well, you know, we're, we're riding right into summer, Rick. We are. We are riding right into summer, and after that. My goodness, June. Let's preview the first couple of weeks of June because they are – because both of our birthdays are in June. Yes. So we decided to do two weeks of Rex Picks and two weeks of Rick's Picks. Let's, let's unveil the Rex Picks here. Let's do it. So first week of June, we're doing a movie that – we have referenced quite a few times, quite a few times, quite a few times. And we're having a returning guest. That would be Steve Constantino. Yes. And what are we doing that week, Derek? Good We are doing good. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's obvious at this point, guys, come on. Yeah. June. Th- that's going to be the uh, yeah, first week of June. Good with Steve. Uh, it's going to be awesome.
0: Should we reveal the week after that? I think so. I think we do. So, we have a guest coming. up. Yep. We uh, do another returning guest. So we have uh, a lot of guests coming up. And this is, we're going to be welcoming Derek's wife, Gia, back on the show. And what is your second pick? The Warriors. Come out to play. I'm doing the thing. I don't have any bottles, but I'm doing the
1: Warriors. thing right now
0: yep can't wait get the baseball furies ready so that's the first couple of weeks of june a couple of weeks we'll reveal the uh the rick's picks and uh, that's going to be a fun one and then we're in july my goodness the we're almost halfway done with 2021 crazy. crazy it is insane crazy so can't wait for that now also since you're here let's tell you about our sister podcast hmm the greatest album of all time podcast yeah
1: so uh if i, I think um timeline again is off ah, bah, 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 bah. we just released last week we did the one with rick we did uh the nirvana mtv unplugged in new york from 1994 yeah. that was uh
0: arguably our best episode if you ask I, gia she says yes i can't believe how much you shit on that album derek I, just, didn't. I, you, I didn't. I didn't. Just you said it sucked. You said no, I didn't. Nirvana's terrible. It was right, you, Wild. Okay. Wild if, you it. Don't, if you don't <laughs> edit that out, I don't know what you can edit out. <laughs> no,
1: I really, I really did enjoy that live album. Um, and uh, I think another one might have, might have already been released. I'm not sure, but we're doing uh, yeah. "American Idiot" by Green Day, and I've already listened to it. And <laughs> Gia already knows how I feel about it, so that's going to be a very interesting episode. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we're gonna keep uh, plugging along and you, you might hear the greatest album of all time podcast on one or two different podcasts or radios coming up soon. So we'll see uh, n- New news coming,
0: news coming. Excellent. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned with us and stay tuned for sequel month because we get some fun stuff coming up. can't wait for back to the future. Part two, going to be uh, going to be a lot of Biff discussion on that one, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> two towers. We go back to, Aragorn versus Indiana Jones, who's more handsome? Yep. Yeah, we'll then, find out. And then, uh, then, well, then we get
1: Goodfellas and we get the Warriors. You know what? I think Harrison Ford should have played Aragorn.
0: I mean, hey, and if they made Lord of the Rings in the '80s, there would have been worse choices. So okay, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I gotta think about my recast with Two Towers now. In the '80s, we'll do. We each pick a different decade. Yeah, Re- you recast in the '80s. I'll I'll recast it today. Okay. We'll go, well, all right. Well, you know, we already kind of recast it today in the, in the <laughs> fellowship episode. Right. But we'll, we'll recast the, uh, the the two towers. That was stay in, and uh, you know, Aowen and Aemir and uh, Wormtongue. Yep. It'll be it'll be fun. Green, Green out. beard. <laughs> all right. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We hope you're excited for what's coming next because I know we are. For the greatest movie of all time podcast, I have been your co-host. Rick Barrasso, and I have been your
1: co-host, Derek Rec, the Big Dick Boski Smith. Keep watching everybody.